Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey y'all, hey, it's Ken and we are back with another episode of God and Lemonade. Today I am super duper excited because we have one of my newfound favorite people in the building to wrap up this relationship series. She's actually my colleague. We work hand in hand. So you guys know that I'm a counselor. I work with the freshmen and sophomores and she works with the juniors and seniors. So, hey Jones. Hey. (laughs) I'm so excited. So am I. Yay, thank you for sitting down. You're so welcome. (laughs) Thank you for sitting down and talking to us. So, um, Let's just get right into it. So we've been in this relationship series. This is our grand finale. Look at you. You're super special. Wow, I get to (laughs) bring it all in. Yes, bring it home. So the first episode we discussed, first of all, identifying the issue that we can have in relationships. Like, where did it all go wrong? The root of it. Like, what's the problem? Then the second one, we talked with Brittany about um, learning to live single God's way, uh, which is really great. Just getting to a point where you let go of the foolishness and you're actually okay being single. Then we kind of backed it up a little bit. um, And I sat down with one of my besties, Benita, and we talked about how we have all just been like real crazy in relationships at times. Um, And some of the things that we have done that really could have put us in jail. I mean, if anybody was pressing charges (laughs) back then. Uh, And so we kind of ended that episode going into like, how do you really heal yourself? And so uh, Brittany and I talked about that a little bit too, like the healing process. Uh, Mm -hmm. So with you, I want to talk about um, the healing process and then how how it looks when you actually get into a healthy relationship because you are married. Yes. You have a great marriage. I do. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's how we're going to wrap it up. So to start off, let's um, start with you telling us a little bit about your God journey. Like, did you always know God? Like, what did that look like? Well, I think I've always known God ever since I was little. Mm -hmm. My grandparents, of course, took me to church, introduced me to God, and made sure I understood the things that God had done for them and the things that God would do for me. Yeah. Uh, Even as a teenager, I always knew that, of course, going to church was the right thing to worship God and everything that we were blessed with. It was because God had blessed us, had given it to us. But as I got a little bit older, that's when I, I'm going to say in my late 20s is when I began to see God for myself. Mm -hmm. I began to see all of those blessings that my grandmother had talked about. I began to see all those things that um, I was being blessed with, all of the favor that I was receiving at Mm -hmm. that time. And that's when I really began to know God and really beginning to step out there on faith Mm -hmm. and see that 
what God has for me really is for me. Yeah. So you had a little journey. I had a journey. I like what you said, though. It seems like, because a lot of times our parents will, like, tell us to go to church mm-hmm. and do stuff when you're younger. But what I heard you say is, like, it was being able to see the manifestation of that faith. Yes. That really, like, kind of shifted exactly. the relationship yes. for you. Yeah. So that's pretty much, like, most people's journeys. I mean, some people kind of, mm-hmm. they knew since they was five, you know, they had to call in <laughs> yes. the touch or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, most of us. Of course. <laughs> okay, so getting into um, our relationship series part, I guess first tell us, um, obviously, have you ever had your share of, like, negative relationships? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've had my share, of course, thinking back uh, when the love of my life, mm-hmm. my children's dad at the time, mm-hmm. When he and I first started dating, I was in high school, Ooh. and he took me to my senior prom, and after high school, then uh, I began to have children in college, Okay, and that's when I really began to see that negative, Yeah, and the negative came with, of course, him cheating, mm-hmm. doing all the things that he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and me just sitting there taking all of it. Yeah. So, let's back up for one second. So... Before the relationship with your high school, I guess we would say he's your high school sweetheart. Did you have any other relationship that you would consider like uh, maybe habit forming things for you? Or was it kind of like, were you just too cool for school, like to be playing with people? (laughs) Well, I had another other relationships, but I wouldn't call them a relationship where, okay, it's just negative. It was just like those high school girlfriend, boyfriend type situations. But uh, when it got to the point, uh, I would say I had a high school crush on a guy, on an older guy. Yeah. And of course I knew that that wasn't going to go anywhere, but I wouldn't consider that one to be negative. I would, the negative came when I really began to just sit there and take whatever was happening. Yeah. Even though it was wrong and I shouldn't sit there and take those things, but I did. Yeah. So looking back, I'm sure you've done, you know, you figured it out at this point. Why do you think that you accepted that behavior? Because I thought that that was love. Mm. I, I really thought that that was love and I thought he would change and I thought that, okay, we have our kids and we're going to still get married mm-hmm. and he's going to change. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> years and years. Years and years that did not happen. It never changed. No. And so you say you thought that was love and I think that's a good thing to bring up because you know we work with teenagers you Mm -hmm. have well they're adults now but you know they were teenagers just a second ago of course so you like it's so crazy when you're a teenager you really like where did we get these ideas that that is love so where did you get your ideas and what type of examples or I guess not did you see or did not see well I think um my mother was not married to my father Mm -hmm. and of course I was raised by my grandparents so when my grand when my mother got married again to my stepdad, then I did not move with them. Yeah. So different things that I saw happening with my mom and my stepdad that she accepted. Mm-hmm. And it was like he would get drunk, do all kind of crazy things and she would go right back to him. Yeah. You know, she would leave and go right back and those are the things that I saw 
And so it was like, you're going to stay with that person no matter what. And so, of course, I did not want that for my for my family, but I did want to be with my children's dad. I didn't yeah. want to have a child for this man, a child for that man. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be with my children's father. Right. And we were going to be together as one big happy family. Right. So I think I stayed a little bit longer because I wanted that so bad. Yeah. And so it's funny that you say that because, you know, like, I remember a conversation in particular that I had with a student here. They really have nothing to do with this. But the point is, he was seeing something in his household mm-hmm. that he knew was wrong. It didn't mm-hmm. feel good. But he still came out in the world and mimicked the same things. Exactly. And so that's kind of like with us, like, growing up, we might mm-hmm. see stuff and you're just like, mm, I don't I don't know if that seems right. But we still go out still- and allow the same things or accept yes. it. And yes. that's why we've said before on here that vision is so important. It is. Like, what you see as a, as a parent or as any type of mm-hmm. influencer, like, even in our jobs, like, what we do, like, these kids are watching us. Yes. And that's the thing that you have to remember, that your children are always watching everything that you're doing. Even though you may not think that they're watching, even the things that you say, mm-hmm. they are watching, they're listening, and they learn by watching you. Yeah. Okay. So... Getting more into the relationship, I uh, was telling uh, Benita on the last episode that my this last relationship, my all of them was a high mess. Okay, but uh, this last one, for sure, I knew within the first five months that it's something I shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to realize that it was not even like a, a big slap in the face reality kind of thing, but just like red flag red flag like how long into the relationship oh i would have to say that the red flag went off in seven years into the relationship okay and that was after i had my son Mm -hmm. and at that point i had already began to get a lot closer to God and begin to see the things that God had for me. Mm-hmm. And he was nowhere in the picture. Mm. My children's dad was nowhere in the picture. When I would see the things that God had for me, he was not in the picture. Mm-hmm. So the red flag really went off when I called him after I'd had my son. I was in the hospital. And he answered the phone calling me by another woman's name. <laughs> so that was definitely the red flag. Oh, well, yeah. If and all, that's all the flags. Every it color. was like I had been asking God to show me something. Mm-hmm. And I think he had, It was there were so many different signs, but I did not take it as that sign from God. I just kept taking it as, okay, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And eventually that was the last thing. Yeah. So when I came, when I came home from the hospital, it was like, okay. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is it. You have to plan for the future that you want for your children because obviously that is not, he is not going to be included. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so that was the red yeah. flag. Yeah. And making a point, when you said that, I kind of thought about the fact that a lot of times I think that we, when we're in relationships, we're scared to get close to God mm-hmm. because we know God's going to reveal to us the truth. So it's like, if I get close to him and God tells me no for the situation I'm in, Mm -hmm. then what do I do now? I got to make a decision and it puts you in a difficult position. So I almost say like, do you think that 
there probably were red flags before that. You just wasn't oh, seeing yes. it with, you know. Oh, yes. There were plenty of red flags before then, but I just didn't see it. Yeah. It was at that moment that I really saw it. Right. And when I did, that's when I began to make those steps that I needed to make to get right. out of that unhealthy right. relationship. Gosh, that's such an important point that we really avoid a relationship with God because we know that he's going to set mm-hmm. us apart. Like you were oh, yes. saying, you start yes. seeing stuff and it had nothing to do yes. with the father of your children. And for you, that's all that you wanted. It, that's it. That was it. <laughs> that That's pretty deep. Okay. So that was seven years into the relationship. Seven. Seven years. So he called you something. That's, that's just, ooh, that's just a lot. Oh, yes. While you're about to have a child. Exactly. And so after that, um, there were other things that happened. Mm-hmm. How much longer did you stay? I stayed, well, actually, when I began to take those steps to get out, mm-hmm. um, I told my kids I would always pass by these apartments. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I said, that's where we're going to live. We're mm-hmm. going to live there. Mm-hmm. So there was a waiting list. Yeah. So I put my name on the waiting list. I filled out the application and everything. And that happened in October and of that same year. March of the next year, mm-hmm. the apartments became available. Okay. So it was almost a year. The apartments became available. I received a phone call, and the lady said the apartments were available. You can move in now. And that was when I stepped out and moved. So y'all were together for eight years. We were together for eight years total. Yeah. So your transition, I mean, was pretty quick compared to most people. Now, Mm -hmm. it took you a a long time to Mm -hmm. actually see the truth for what it was. But when you saw it, you kind of started speaking things into existence. And then you jumped on it. uh, Versus, like, sometimes people like myself notice early on. But then you spend, like, all this time still dealing with the foolishness. And then I can also say that the relationship was not bad the entire seven, eight years. Yeah. It was really like the first four or five years, four years, shall I say, everything was really, it was going really nice. Mm-hmm. There was no infidelity, none of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after like that fourth or fifth year that I really began to see what he was really about. Mm-hmm. And that's when time to go right and so another question would be in that time like within those four years were you wanting to be married of course yeah of course yeah and I would always see different signs well at least I thought it was a sign that was saying stay Mm -hmm. stay it's gonna get better stay Mm -hmm. so I would but when it really began to get to me, it was like, okay, I've got to do something. But it still took me some years. Mm-hmm. Which is an, another good point to point out to people. Some, we, we want stuff sometimes. And then it's like, in due time, God is going to reveal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably already been revealing it. But yes. it's just like, you could have gotten married. Yes. It's still been at this point. Of course. Where you guys are not together. Because you needed probably time to grow as a person. Oh, yes, I did. And to be able to see his foolishness for what it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you spent eight years with a man, two children by him. What was it like when you left him? Like, how was that for you? It was really the day, I want to say the day that I received that phone call. 
I thought I was going to be sad. I thought I was going to cry, but it was like I could see my, I remember just going around the house. I was packing. I packed in less than a day. I was shouting for joy. Was on a mission. I was. <laughs> when I finally got into the apartments, it was like, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sad. It was really just like a sigh of relief. Yeah. It really was. And from that moment, I began to do things for me and mm -hmm. for my children. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it was just such a good feeling. Yeah. So as far as like healing, because obviously being with a person that long and, mm. you know, I think sometimes like we can be in situations, even if it's just a year. And let's say the person was verbally abusive and you get out of it and you don't realize that like that broke me and you keep trying to go on with your life. You get another situation and that don't work. It's because you haven't done the work. So did you have to do any work? And what did you do to get back to like good, healthy, vibrant Jones? I went back to school because yeah. I had for the longest I wanted to go back to school and I did not. Mm -hmm. And I went back to school mm -hmm. and um, I got more involved in church mm -hmm. and I got on the usher ministry at church <laughs> and I think when I began to do a lot more things for me mm -hmm. and I began to see my growth and a lot of the little goals that I had set for myself mm -hmm. I began to reach those goals then it was like okay so this is all of the things that I've been waiting to do and now it's finally happen happening so it's like I started to focus on those things I kind of missed having someone there with me to talk about, I mean, another adult, to mm -hmm. talk about those things. But then at the same time, it was like, okay, I can't talk to another adult here, so I'm going to just talk to God. So I started to journal. Yeah. And that helped me a lot. So when I would have those thoughts of maybe I should call him, mm -hmm. I would write about it, and it's like a, I would have a conversation with God about it at night when I'm journaling. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me. Yeah, I like that. So Brittany... Uh, with learning to live single God's way said that for her she does her Jesus dates mm. so it's kind of like how you start doing a lot of stuff for yourself yes. but she'll take herself out but she set her mind to say like I'm going out with God so you don't feel like yes. you're necessarily alone you're having mm -hmm. that experience with somebody else so of to course. speak so I like that that you journal out the conversation and gave it to God versus mm -hmm. like calling the person because you do get in those moments where you're just like I'm about to call him. <laughs> I just want to hear him. And that really, that sets you back. And, and I did have that moment to where mm -hmm. I got weak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it did set, it set me back. Yeah. But it was like, okay, God, I, I know this is wrong. But, uh, it, but at the moment, it was like, it felt so good. That's what I wanted to do. So I did. I kept going, having my little moments with him. And I'm like, just stop. Yeah. So it finally got to the point to where I still, I just stopped. But I did. I, I got weak. Yeah. I did. Yeah, we all do. Yes. We all fall short. But the good thing is you can pick yourself up yes. again. And, and, and that's get, exactly what helped. Yeah, and that you, you know, made a decision to, wait a minute, I got to stop. Because how many times do we get weak and then we keep playing these games? Yes. And you'd be like, I've been playing crackhead games for way too long. I oh, got to yes. get my life together. And so um, how many years were you single like truly single hmm it must have been about seven 
years. Ooh, seven. Six or seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. So it's like I'm trying to get hope from the conversation, and I hear these seven years, and I'm like, <laughs> Lord, Jesus. Yeah, seven I think it was about years? seven. It was about seven years. Seven years, but you yes. were good. I was good. Yeah. That's a good place to be. I was good. I really was. I just became more different things that I like to do. I became more involved. My daughter was a cheerleader. My son played football. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a connection between other single moms mm-hmm. uh, on the football team, and we formed an organization, and we would support each other, mm-hmm. and I think that helped a lot. Yeah. So... I was good. Now, did you ever... Cause, oops, look, I this is my second, almost third year being single, and I'm just like, Lord Jesus. So, <laughs> seven years. Did you ever think it was not going to happen? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. I, I really got to the point to where it was like, okay, I am I going to have to plan the rest of my life to be by myself? or mm-hmm. Not necessarily by myself, but without a companion right and it became it was I would try I tried dating Mm -hmm. but it was like no this is not the one yeah this is not the one discernment of course I had those blind dates and everything but this is no this Mm -hmm. is not for me Mm -hmm. man seven years so what made you stay strong in your no because I mean some people after two months be like, "All right, uh, I guess I guess this a do." You know what made you stay strong? I think because I knew that what the man that came into my life had to be a man that I would would want around my children. Right. And thinking about the type of man that I would want around my children is one that, of course, had God in his life, mm-hmm. one that had a sense of direction, one that loved kids, mm-hmm. and one that was going to help us to, we were going to help each other to, to grow. Yeah. And even adding to that, because, you know, some people may not have children. Like, I don't have kids, but I have mm-hmm. to think of it in terms of like you know like a lot of times they say a parent is selfless like you love your kids more than you love yourself of course right and so at this point you know if you don't have kids you gotta love yourself like you would love potential kids or something because enough to say no because you had some very important factors in play sometimes when it's just ourselves we don't value ourselves enough to be like no but you gotta love yourself oh yes love what God has for you of as course. much as any anything in the world, um, to be able to stick to your no. Well, you know this this stuff I hear ain't right. <laughs> you oh, know? of course. Right. So, okay. You are seven years with the father of your kids. Seven years alone. So, how old are you at this point? I am 46. Oh, not today, but like Oh, at then. that point, yeah. I was 37. 37. Okay, 37. 37. And single. And then you finally... And meet I somebody. finally meet someone. And actually, I was introduced to this person by uh, mutual friends. I was friends of the wife, and he was friends of the husband. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was like, I really didn't want to date. <laughs> right. I, I really didn't. I mean, seven years later, I mean. Yeah, I really here. did not want to date. I didn't want to go on a blind date. And mm-hmm. they were like, just meet him. Just as a friend, I said, okay, yeah. I, it it's, can't hurt to have another friend. Yeah. So, 
we were introduced and actually it was the day before my birthday mm-hmm. and the next day was my birthday and they were like well how about we all just go somewhere together for your birthday mm-hmm. I said okay so we did and I enjoyed myself yeah and it was still not like okay this is going to be my husband right I, I it was like okay just a friend someone to talk to mm-hmm. and that's when I became comfortable. It was I was comfortable with him within like a week, mm-hmm. and I never, never would have thought that would have happened. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I looked at him, when I would talk to him, it was just like a guy that's cool. He's just cool to be around. Okay, conversation. You know. So I want to I want to plug this in here because we talked before. So I remember you saying he like on the outside he wasn't necessarily your type. He wasn't my type. He was yeah. not one that I would have chosen for myself. Yeah. And my family and friends would all say this is not the type of this is not the man that they would ever picture me mm-hmm. going into a crowd and picking and saying he's the one. Yeah. I want to be with him. Yeah. So. But when you get, well, I would say when you get older, but when you get to the point to where you've had the foolishness and all, you really know that, okay, I'm comfortable with him. I can talk to him about any and everything. I feel comfortable. You know, when you go on, to, go on a date, you're like eating, making sure you're eating all proper. Yes. And making sure. <laughs> yeah. I was comfortable. I could lick my fingers if I, I was just, it was at that level with him er, very early in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't even a relationship at that point because I just said he was my friend. Yeah. And I knew within two months, I knew within a month that he was someone I could bring around my children. Mm-hmm. And my family knew that he had to be someone special because I had not brought another man around my children, around them. Mm-hmm. He was the first. Ooh. And when they met him, they say, you must be special. <laughs> right. Because the only man I had ever brought around my children and around my family was the ch- father of my children. Right. So they knew it was something that he was special then. Right. So outside of you being comfortable, what other confirmations that you received like based off of kind of like I guess what you and God talked oh, about oh yes he was one that had a relationship with God already mm. it's not like he began to go to church because I was going to church right. it's not yeah. like he began to read the Bible because he knew that I read the Bible mm-hmm. It was more of when we had our conversations and different things that I would tell him I had going on God would come up and come into the conversation from him as well as so it was like God is already in the midst Mm -hmm. and that's how I knew that he was someone that I could really really open up to right when I said I was going to church Sunday morning he was already getting dressed to go to his church it's not like he was only going because I was going right see he had his own praise his own worship Mm -hmm. he was it was all those things were already there Mm -hmm. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> and, you know, for a person, especially if you follow God, that should be important to you. Yes, I know for should. me, like, I definitely have been the type of person that's just, like, you know, trying to drag somebody. Like, let's go to mm-hmm. church. Let's put God in the center of it. Especially mm-hmm. when God is such a center of who you are. It's oh, hard yes. to be with somebody who's not. Yes. So just the idea that the man can walk into the room and be yes. like, let me tell you what's going on Sunday. It's church first, then this. Or like when y'all sit down to eat, he prays first. And yes. it's genuine. 
child. Yes. That's how when he come from when he would come from church, I would come from church and we would talk about the sermon. We would talk about what the sermon was about and he would be like, Oh yeah, and that part of the sermon was meant for me and mm-hmm. that meant a lot and I really, really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And so finally, did you finally let him become your boyfriend or did y'all just skip to like, let's get married? Well, I think well, we dated. We can say we dated. We would go out to eat a lot, different things that we would do for each other. And I even tried to cook for him. Oh. Yes. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> oh, some dry chicken, but he ate it. And I knew he was the one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably told himself, I know she the one if I'm going to eat this dry chicken. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But it was... Three months. Yeah. Three months. I met him in February and in May, the day before Mother's Day, we were engaged. Mm-hmm. So it don't take all 3,700 years to get engaged. No, it does not. When it's right and when God has put you in a waiting season. Yes. So you don't have to think that, dang, yes. like first I got to meet a person, then we're going to have to go through this long process. It might not be like that. It could be three months. It was three months and I would have never... Mm-hmm. ever thought that in three months we would be engaged. Right. And it was like, yes, he's the one. And from there, everything just fell in place. You've been smiling since. And I've been smiling ever since. And so now we would say that you're in a healthy relationship. Yes. And so what does that look like? Because for those of us that are waiting or going through craziness, what should we be hoping for? What does healthy feel feel and look like, I think? Healthy looks like a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Healthy looks like you have stability. Yeah. Uh, healthy looks like you have a companion that is just he's genuine Mm -hmm. Uh, that person is genuine in every aspect they're not going to just sugarcoat things and tell you what you want to hear they're going to tell you what you need to hear Mm -hmm. healthy looks like you're not in this alone Mm there's no such thing as the housework is just for the woman and the yard work is just for the man. We do it all together. Right. And that that's a good point right there because I don't know, for me personally, how many times I have been in a relationship and still felt alone. I'm like, yes. What kind of world is this? How are you with somebody and still feel like you're by yourself? <laughs> so that's an important thing to point out. Of that course. You don't, that, and all this is genuine. You know, you're not forcing yourself to feel this way. It's, it's genuine yes. is what you're saying. And it's also to the point in which, of course, every day is not glory, glory, hallelujah. But when we have those moments, we know that we have to talk through it. Mm -hmm. We know that at the end of the night, we're in the same bed. Mm -hmm. We're not going to bed mad at each other. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk through it. We're going to pray together, pray about it, and we're going to move on. Yeah. And I would definitely say just from observation of life and your relationship in particular too it's communication like you just said communication is big 
but support too. Yes. But even with, I mean, because let me tell y'all, Jones be having us up here working like <laughs> we trying to build another country. <laughs> like, why am I still at this school? <laughs> but even with that, like, supportive of like your endeavors and things that you think are important. Of course. Like, you know. And and I must say that um, since we've been together, of course, we've had our trying moments. I've had two surgeries, and he's been right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, to the point of lifting me in and out the bed if necessary, bathing me, whatever it had, whatever had to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have our separate interests. It, it's not like our twenty four hours a day we're centered around each other. Yeah, we. Talk, we have our moments to miss each other. Mm-hmm. So he's at work, I'm at work, then we get home, we may cook together. He may cook, he does most of the cooking. Yeah. But he may cook. <laughs> and But we have that time apart from each other to miss each other. Mm-hmm. And we've always said that the things that was interesting to you or the things that your hobbies, those hobbies should become should not go away just because we get married. Right. So he still loves to do his racing. I still love to get with my girls and we go to the movies or do different things together. Mm -hmm. But we have that respect for each other. Yeah. And as long as you have that mutual respect for each other, then you can go anywhere and the marriage is not going to fall apart. Right. So communication, trust, support, protection. God at the front, at the forefront of your marriage. Yeah, and allowing you to live life together yes. and together. with your individual endeavors. Yes, you know that are obviously respectful for within the marriage. Of but, course. Yeah. Wow. And so, I mean, looking back over your life, did you ever see yourself here, especially in those that fourteen year span of craziness to being by yourself? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I I did I did not. I know that I've always known that, of course, the level of education that I wanted. I've always known the type of man that I wanted. But of course, at the time, I thought that my children's father was that man. Mm-hmm. But God said, "No, I have other plans for you. Yeah, I have someone bigger and better for you." Right. And that's exactly what I got. And that's pretty much what faith is. Like, although you can't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, that it's not in the works. And when it works itself out, like, at this point, do you even dwell or think about what you even went through to get here? Do you even remember, not even talking about the time that you were with your children's father, but the seven years of being single, do you even... That time, honestly, when I think back, it seemed as if it passed so quickly. Yeah. It really did. And it was like, it doesn't seem now, it doesn't seem like it was seven years. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I've never really thought about how many years it was until now that we talk about it. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was seven years. But now that I've been married for eight years, mm-hmm. it really seemed as if we met yesterday. Yeah. Because... I, every moment has honestly been a beautiful moment. Yeah. Oh, we just aspire to be like that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Just to know the journey and how long it takes to get there sometimes. Yes. It's just like if we just slow down, let go, and really let God. And you, although you can't really see it, it will happen. It will happen. And it's time. And you have to be have patience. Hmm. That's a, I got to work on that myself. Yeah, but patience is a big thing. It Patience is definitely a big thing. Yeah. And so, 
I guess to wrap it up is there, you know, relationships are such a big part of our lives, whether romantic or friendships. And, you know, sometimes we're out here doing stuff because we really just didn't have proper guidance of what to do. You learn a lot of stuff on your own. You bump your head a lot. What advice would you give um, maybe someone who is in a crazy situation? For someone who is in a crazy situation, I would always ask, is this how you would see life for yourself in five years, in 10 years? If this is not what you would want for your life in five or 10 years, then today is the day to start. Right. To make that difference. Today is the day to make that first step at what you really, really want for life. Right, and make that decision based on what's happening right now right in the now. relationship because we are so good at potential. Yes. Potential. Yes. He may be cussing me out today, but in two weeks I know when he get Jesus, he probably won't. Mm-hmm. So really take a clear evaluation of where you are at this moment. At this moment. Is that's what you want in your life for the rest of your life? Exactly. Okay. And so then what type of encouragement or what would you say to the person who has stepped away and is now stepping into trying to just um, work on themselves. Were there any scriptures or anything that you kind of had to hold on to that that kept pushing you forward? I would have to say the biggest one was trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Mm -hmm. And when I think of that one, that trust, because I did not have the trust in my relationship at the time, mm-hmm. and I had to learn, I, that's when I truly learned, put your trust in God, then if you really trust and believe that God has bigger and better things for you, mm-hmm. then you need to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and everything else that you want, it shall come to pass. Right. Lean on that trust like nothing else. Like nothing else, and have faith. Yeah, and so the last point is, okay, now you met somebody in there potentially a good suitor mm-hmm. uh, what would you say to that person when they're trying to make a a good decision the best decision for themselves a person that's in the relationship now well somebody who's maybe like has already done the work now they're dating they just met somebody who seems to be good and so they're about to step into what they think is a good relationship what I would have to say is be open mm-hmm to change, to difference, be open to not really visualizing what you would want your, who you would want yourself with, or who mm-hmm. you would want to be with, yeah. but just be open to change. Yeah. Because the person that you think God has for you may not necessarily be the person that you're with or the person that you are looking at. Right. And really, Basically, what we need to look for, I think, is those basic characteristics. Mm-hmm. What God is putting in your heart to tell you, That's like, right. the characteristics of the person. Mm-hmm. But they may come to you out of left field, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hold on to the promise. And as yes. long as the promise is within the person, then yes, then you know, okay. I would agree. So discernment and keeping your eyes on God. Oh, yes. And then, okay, now we're married we're in, we want our, our we're in a healthy relationship maybe like what is like one thing that you do to keep your relationship popping and you know full of life well we do a little bit of spontaneous things every now and then just of course I I get in the race car 
we're mm-hmm. playing around with the things that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to find different things that interest the two of you to make your relationship strong. Yeah. And of course, always when we get our praise and worship dance on, sometimes we just dance around the house. <laughs> yeah. And we get our own little praise and worship dance on and we talk, we do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of talking. And mainly, whatever it is that is going on in your house, keep it in your house unless it's something to harm one or the other. Right. You don't take your business outside of the house. Yeah. Take your business to God. Right. So it sounds like have fun yes stay open with each other never stop dreaming you know right be those 15 year olds who love to talk about life and want to have fun and just respect each other of course well all right well you know what thank you so much you're so welcome for wrapping us up this was so awesome it really was all right well i enjoyed myself yay good we'll have to get you back for something else yes (laughs) i will gladly come back yay all right guys well we will be right back with the final thought hey guys if you like what you're hearing so far follow us on instagram at god and lemonade hit the like button and share it with some friends hey y'all it's ken here with the final thought listen this series has been super refreshing um You know, this is definitely information that I wish I would have reflected on, you know, like 10 years ago, right? But you know, whatever. When you know it and you know better, you do better. I'm so thankful uh, for Jones telling her story and really giving a lot of us hope that no matter how long the journey may seem, God's promises will come to pass, right? So all we have to do is continue to stand on his word, you know, pray talk to him, give his word back to him for what he said that he has for us. And he said his greatness. And so if you have a relationship and it doesn't represent 1 Corinthians 13 all the way, then cut it off because you already know that's not from your father. Guys, God has goodness for us and it may come in two weeks or 20 years, (laughs) but guess what is going to come and you are worth the wait. Your life, the legacy that you leave is worth the wait to have goodness all around you. So as you go out and experience this thing called life, just remember that God wants the best for you. You never, ever, ever, ever have to settle. If it doesn't feel good, walk away. Okay? And remember, God is in the details.